Fortress Canine Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Protection Dog Podcast, where we offer an alternative to conventional dog training methods and philosophy. <clears throat> there we go. Got a little bit of a throat congestion thing going on. Sorry about that. Probably taking a few extra sips of water during this podcast. I'm your host, Joel Riles, and today we are going to be talking about thinking versus doing thinking versus doing and this is a thing that a lot of people uh, fall into but before we get into that we are going to talk about today's sponsor today's sponsor is fortress canine what does fortress canine do fortress canine trains and breeds protection dogs so we breed specifically for personal and family protection these are dogs, uh, we use Malinois, German Shepherds, and Dutch Shepherds, and we breed dogs that are specifically trained and bred to be with you whatever your life is. So if you live in a one-bedroom apartment, they thrive in a one-bedroom apartment as long as you do your job. If you live on a big ranch, they do great out on a big ranch and everything in between. So our dogs are bred and trained to function with you whatever your life is. They also are trained to be stable and sociable uh, with other dogs, other people, your family, your other pets, all of that sort of thing. Uh, but they are trained to engage a threat when the threat emerges. So that is what we focus on. We say it's peace of mind through protection dogs. If you are concerned about how the world is developing, what's going on in the world, uh, then Fortress K9 adds a layer of protection that you cannot have any other way. Dogs provide something that cannot be had any other way, uh, but just buying a dog gives you a false sense of security. If your dog has not been trained to engage a human threat, then the chances are they most likely will not engage a human threat if it presents itself. They, will, they may posture, they may bark, uh, which may uh, cause the human threat to go away. But if you want to make sure that your dog will engage a human threat, make sure you have a dog that is trained for that. And I highly encourage you to check out Fortress K9. You can find out more information on the website, FortressK9.com. That is F-O-R-T-R-E-S-S, -S, the letter K, the number 9.com. You can email me at Joel, J-O-E-L, at FortressK9.com. Uh, you can text me, 813-836-9244. Do not call me. I don't answer numbers that I don't recognize. Once we've communicated, I usually save your number um, as a contact, and then I may answer if I have time. Uh, but do not text me if you haven't already communicated with me. Send me an email or a text. We will get our initial communication going, and then we can set up a phone consult. I tell people that not because I'm all hooty snooty, but because I spend most of my days training or working my ass off. And so I do not have time to just engage on the phone with people who aren't serious about purchasing a dog. I do set aside some time each evening to text communicate with my clients. So typically in the evenings when I'm sitting down, either before we start watching TV or a lot of times while we're watching TV, I go through my DMs on Facebook and Instagram. I go through my text messages and my emails and I respond to clients. And if you're available during that time, we can converse back and forth a little bit. And, uh, and we will see if we uh, need to communicate on the phone. We set that up. You can also uh, find more information about Fortress Canine on Facebook. We are at Fortress Canine Dogs. And on Instagram, it's at Fortress Canine. And you can see some of our videos 
by searching for Fortress Canine on YouTube. Also, wanted to announce, this has been going on for a little while, um, but we have a new Instagram and um, podcast called Fortress Survival. So uh, it is primarily defensively minded, but as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, we talk about all different aspects of protection uh, and defense. And one of the best ways to defend yourself, to protect yourself, your family, is to be prepared for all sorts of things, everything from earthquakes and hurricanes to economic issues to riots, uh, all sorts of things that have been going on in our country over the last uh, year or two, uh, pandemics, all sorts of things like that. And um, just because the last pandemic was a big farce, and if you don't believe so, even more reason to get involved. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there isn't or couldn't be um, a really bad pandemic, an actually really bad pandemic coming up. Uh, most of the problems from this past quote unquote pandemic uh, have been from the way that the governments responded to it, not from the actual sickness itself. But a real real pandemic, one that's highly contagious and highly deadly, um, would be something that would be extremely catastrophic to the worldwide situation scenario. And so there's lots and lots of things that you can do um, to be prepared for that. And we cover a lot of that over on Fortress Survival. So the Instagram channel for that is at Fortress Survival. I uh, would love for you to go over there and follow that Instagram page. And we post almost a daily video over there. They're real short. I do them on the uh, Instagram TV side of the house. Um, they're usually between six and 10, maybe 11 minutes long. I try to keep them fairly short. And then um, about every other week, <clears throat> we do a, um, a unique podcast on that platform. And then the in-between weeks, I compile the Instagram videos into uh, an audio format. And I post those up there so you can listen to them all one after the other. So if you're interested in those topics at all, I would encourage you to go over and, uh, and uh, follow that Instagram channel. Uh, I think it's over on Facebook as well, and, and but I don't really do active stuff on Facebook with it. I just, it auto shares from the, um, from the Instagram channel over onto the Facebook side of the house. Uh, don't forget, we do have puppies available. We actually have a couple of puppies uh, on ground right now. A couple of female Malinois, uh, one male and one female German Shepherd. Uh, if you contact us quickly about those, you can get them as basic puppies. Uh, they are all starting their advanced puppy training here very shortly and will be available as advanced puppies in the next four to six weeks, depending on exactly when I get this uh, podcast uh, active. So contact us for those. If you're interested, we have one more Malinois and one more Dutch Shepherd breeding planned for this year. The puppies may not actually be available until early uh, 2022, uh, but we are working uh, on getting those. We did an extra breeding this year, so we're taking a little bit of a break. Uh, had a little bit of puppy overwhelm going on. Uh, had a couple dogs we wanted to get bred for our protection program, and it, it, it made us end up with a couple of extra um, puppies that we weren't per se planning on. Uh, so that's why we have a few extras right now, and that's also why we're taking a break until later this year before we do another breeding. We are not a puppy mill. We breed for a purpose, and if you are interested in our puppies, you get the benefit of the fact that I don't need eight uh, to 12 dogs every time I do a breeding. I need three or four, and the rest we sell as awesome, stable, genetically guaranteed puppies. So if you're interested uh, in those, uh, you can send me an email uh, or a text or a DM on any of my platforms, and I'll be happy to get you more information on those. All right, so let's jump into today's topic. 
thinking versus doing. I actually uh, did a, a little series of this over on the fortress survival side of the house uh, that's more geared toward those sorts of things. But what is the difference between uh, knowing something or thinking about something and doing it? <clears throat> okay, and, I, and there's a slight variation of this that I'm also gonna do another topic on uh, called being told versus knowing something. But this one is slightly different than that and it's thinking versus doing. So I know a lot of people in fact, probably the majority of people that I know, probably the majority of people that you know, you may even fall into this category. They think about doing a lot of things, but they don't ever actually do them, okay? <clears throat> so, this is a key distinction, and what happens is a lot of times, people that think about doing things, think about doing things a lot, right? Maybe you're in a job that you basically think sucks, you don't really like it, uh, but you're afraid to leave it for whatever reason, or you don't wanna leave it. Maybe you enjoy it enough that you like going, but you wish that there's lots of other things that you could do, and so you're constantly thinking about all these other things that you could do. The danger with that is that as you think about these things over and over and over again, you tend to begin to believe that you know something about them. You tend to believe, a lot of people tend to believe that they are some level of expert about these things that they think about a lot because they've thought about it a lot. I see this all the time, and we're gonna talk about giving and receiving unsolicited advice in a couple of uh, episodes. I see this all the time in the comments. I see this all the time in people who actually run dog training facilities, right? They may even go and do some level of dog training but the level of dog client that they uh, advertise to, that they try to sell to, they don't know the topic that they're talking about. I see this all the time with people in the firearms industry or the self-defense industry as a whole, right? You get these people out there that are like, this is the grip you should use when shooting a pistol. And it's like, you know nothing about fighting with a handgun then because first of all, there is no one grip that any person is going to use in every situation. You may use one grip if you're standing up in a convenience store robbery and firing at a bad guy. You may use a different grip if you're sitting in a restaurant uh, and it becomes a, a situation where maybe there's a riot that breaks out and people start shooting guns or throwing Molotov cocktails and you have to fire on people for your and other people's defense. You may use another grip if you are sitting in your vehicle with your seatbelt on and you are ambushed. You may use another grip if you are clearing underneath something like a bed in your house and you're trying to put yourself into a position where you can see as well as engage a potential threat underneath a bed and you may use a different grip there. You may use a different grip if you turn a corner and someone is right there trying to take your gun out of your hand. There is no one grip that works for all situations. And then on top of that, there is no one grip that works for all people. People's hand sizes are different. The weapon that they choose to hold in their hand size is different. There are all sorts of things that will modify your need to change grips. 
so you should be familiar with a number of grips and you should be as proficient as possible in those various grips. So anyone who tells you there is one way to do anything and there's only one way to do it, especially when it comes to defense, number one, right off the bat, you know something 100% that person doesn't know how to fight and they've not been in very many fights, right? They may have been in one or two fights, maybe, and they use that one grip in that one fight and it went okay, they survived. And so in their mind, it's the only grip to use. But most of these people haven't been in any fights, at least not with a gun, and they don't know what they're doing, right? Maybe they were in the military like I was, and they were in a large unit like a platoon or a company clearing through buildings, and if something went wrong, they had 12 or 100 people that could come help them out, right? That's very, very different than being the only person there or being two or a very small group of people there, right? So these are all things to take into consideration and it is a big difference between somebody who has done things, somebody who is doing things, and somebody who is just thinking about things. So be very, very careful about following people or believing people who think a lot about things but don't do them. Right now there are some people who think about things and they're upfront and honest about it. And I totally respect those people. That is a fine thing to do. And if you're just having mental exercises and you're running through those things, that's great as long as you understand it. And if you're the one listening to those people, you should be asking and, and critical of their ideas and their thoughts, right? Uh, well, they didn't address this. They didn't address that. That's why I always ask you guys for feedback. What is your experience? What kind of situations have you run into? What ideas do you have or what situations have you had where the ideas that I'm presenting won't work, right? Let's address those things. I'm not scared of any of that stuff. I don't know everything. I know some things. There are lots of people who know lots more than I do in the defensive category. There are people who know lots more about things than I do in the dog training category, right? But they aren't doing a podcast. I wish they would, uh, but if they did, they would have to share information that they don't wanna share and I understand that and respect that. Um, but they definitely know more than I do, right? And so when we present things, in fact, my clients do this a lot in training. They will say, hey, what would we do in this scenario? And I go, I don't know, let's run that scenario. Let's actually go do it and see what works. I know what I think would work, but I've not had that scenario before. I've not trained for that scenario. I've not run that scenario. This is the first time I love, some of my clients are extremely creative in the scenarios that they come up with. And they're good scenarios, they're realistic scenarios. I find myself in this situation a lot. What if somebody came and attacked me in that situation? What should I do? And they ask it from me like, tell me what I should do. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm not in your office. Let's set that scenario up as close as we can. Some of my clients are really good. They're like, let's go over and train in my office this week. We go over and we actually go to their office in their environment and a lot of other people get to run through that scenario as well, which is good exposure for the dogs. But then we work through and we go, well, that didn't work as good as I thought it would. Let's try it this way, right? Sometimes it's just the dog needs to be exposed to the situation and the person needs to be exposed to the situation. And sometimes it's the thing I thought I would do isn't gonna work as soon as we put a real world scenario in place, right? Where we're running maybe airsoft pistols instead of real pistols, but we run through the scenario as close to reality as we can where people aren't gonna be seriously injured in the process. So, I get comments and contacts all the time from people who obviously spend way more time behind a keyboard than they do 
actually out doing the stuff, right? And I get it, that's fine. A lot of people spend their lives in an echo chamber. And here's the thing, if you find yourself in the mainstream of anything, and it, it doesn't matter if it's a non-mainstream topic, right? But if you find yourself in the mainstream of anything, what you will typically find yourself in is what they call an echo chamber. Echo chambers are very dangerous. An echo chamber is where you find yourself surrounded by people, right? And if you surround yourself only with a very few people, it could just be a couple people. Um, the people on the left tend to find themselves in echo chambers all the time, but a lot of times the people on the right, I'm talking politically here, a lot of times the people on the right end up in echo chambers too, where we surround ourselves with people who agree with us. And the problem with that is, you tend to think that your opinion is the only opinion, right? Your thoughts are the only thoughts. And as soon as you feel like your thoughts are the only thoughts, or your opinion is the only opinion, or at least your opinion is the only valid opinion, as soon as you begin to think that, you stop taking in opposing opinions. We should always be looking for opposing opinions. Please disagree with me. Let me know what your thoughts are. I want to hear them. And if you do that, what you will find is there tend to be a repetitive opposing opinions because most people can't think for themselves, right? So the few people who do think for themselves kind of tend to set the maybe 10 or 12 opinions that are out there. Um, but it's always valuable to seriously consider other opinions, no matter how ridiculous you might think it is right off the bat, right? Take in an opinion, think about it. If you have the ability, go try to apply their opinion, see what's valid in it, see what's not valid in it, see what works better than what you've been doing, and I guarantee you will find things that are better than what you've been doing. I find things that are better than what we do all the time. And then we go, that works better. Let's start doing that. Usually what I find is overall, I don't see much change in how we approach things, but in the weeds, in the nitty gritty, we are making adjustments all the time. Hey, that didn't work so well, let's try it this way. Hey, I see this guy who generally, I think most of their training methods don't work very well in the real world, but that thing that they just did right there, that works way better than what we've been doing. Let's give that a try and see how it works for us. It looks like it works good, let's try it for real, right? Thinking versus doing. Thinking versus doing. Intentionally challenge what you're thinking and then go out and do it. Go out and do the thing, right? A lot of people, <clears throat> and if you fall into this category, don't go, oh, that's not me. Do you do this? Seriously think about it. Do you think about things instead of doing them, right? I know how to do this. I know how to start a fire. I know how to deal with an ambush on my vehicle. I know, I know, I know. Do you really? Have you done it? Have you run scenarios where you've given the quote unquote bad guy in the scenario freedom to try to win, right? Don't just say, do it this way only. Now, sometimes you have to go do it this way only for safety reasons, right? You have to set up safety precautions so that in your scenario, somebody doesn't get live bit and actually end up in the hospital and lose function in their arms because you didn't set up the proper safety precautions in your scenario. And I understand that and it is a limitation. Right? It is a limitation that we run into when we're training for scenarios and sometimes people will be like, whoa, but in real life this would happen. Yep, in real life that would happen, but it's very difficult sometimes to set up a scenario that mirrors real life in a way that doesn't 
put set you up for a good chance that you're gonna get seriously injured. You have to be careful about that, right? And we just go, this is a recognized weakness in the training plan. And you can try and work different things to overcome that as much as you can, but at, in the end of the day, there are certain things you can't fully do unless it just happens to you. <clears throat> and then hopefully it works. So there are no guarantees, right? There are no guarantees in your training. There are no guarantees in defense. There are no guarantees in fighting. Anybody who says this will always work has never been in a fight, okay? Also, the, where this applies to us is being told how to defend something or thinking about how to defend something versus actually knowing how to defend it, right? Go and do the scenarios. Go and do the hard things. A lot of people don't wanna run scenarios because the airsoft hurts. Right? I might get shot in the face. We'll wear eye protection and deal with whatever else happens. Right? Make an agreement. We're not going to actually shoot each other in the face if we're closer than this distance away. Just go bang, bang in that situation. And then, you know, respect the scenario. If somebody goes bang, bang, they pulled the trigger, what would happen if that happened in real life so that you don't have to get shot with airsoft in the face? Right? People don't want to do striking training whether you actually are striking each other, hitting each other, throwing each other on the ground because it hurts or I might get hurt. Yeah, you might. Now again, we take reasonable risks, right? We set up our scenarios, but don't be so risk averse that you've never taken a hit to the face. Don't be so risk averse that you're not willing to have a bruise or maybe a broken rib, right? Because you're not willing to train with training knives and have somebody stab you because when you're running a full scenario where maybe you're only going 70% speed and, and force, but 70% with a training knife getting jabbed in the ribs, you might get a broken rib. It's not the end of the world. It heals, it hurts a little bit. You're gonna learn something from it, right? <clears throat> get out and do stuff. Practice things. Stop just thinking about them. You know what this requires? It requires time. You know what this requires? It requires planning. You know what this requires? Sometimes it requires spending money, going and getting the thing you need, right? And people will make all the excuses in the world, but you don't understand, I can't because, blah, 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 bullshit, okay? If you're going to make all these excuses, then just accept that you're gonna suck at that. You don't know anything. You can think about it, but that's as far as you're gonna get. Keep your mouth shut about it then. Don't try and give other people advice because you're unwilling to go out and do. And especially, especially, especially if you are the person who's just thinking and you're watching the person who is doing, you can respectfully ask questions. What would you do in this situation? How do you deal with that problem? But don't ever talk to those people as if you know, because you don't, because you're not out doing. The people who do know far, far more in real world application than the people who think about it. And most of the people who have time to sit behind a computer and type aren't doing. Because if they were out doing, they wouldn't care about sitting behind a computer and typing. They may share a little information and then guess what they're doing? They're out doing the thing. So get out and as Pastor Joe Fox over on Viking Preparedness would say, do the things, right? If you don't follow him, he's a pretty good guy if you're into that kind of stuff. And I like him, he's got a Patreon channel. He's got a YouTube channel. That's the only places I know he does anything, uh, but he's a pretty good guy. Guess what you're also gonna do if you go out and do? <clears throat> and this is where you're actually gonna learn the most. You're gonna fail. You're gonna find out that a lot of the things that you thought would work because you were thinking about them, don't. A lot of the things that you read about don't work, right? Maybe they work in some situations, but they might not work in your situation. 
this is how you plant crops so that they'll grow better. You know, you put them together, then you don't need any pesticide. Well, you've got a bug in your area that goes right through those and still eats your food, right? Now all your tomatoes are dead, <clears throat> whatever it is, right? This is always gonna work. Well, not if the bad guy does this thing. And guess what? If you think that they're not gonna do that thing, that's probably the thing they're gonna do, right? People never attack you the way you think they're going to attack you. People never do the things you expect them to do and if they do, it's a one in a million situation. So <clears throat> another topic we're getting ready to address here real shortly is being flexible, right? So practice these things. You will fail, you will learn, you will modify your approach, and then you will practice again. It will work better typically, but you will fail again. You will realize some other weakness and you will modify your plans again and you will do it again and fail again and failure is how you learn. If everything always works, then you're probably working in a controlled environment and you don't really know how to do anything. So, I hope this has been helpful for you. Get out there and do stuff. Don't just sit around and think about things. I would love to hear the things <clears throat> that you guys would like to see or hear about uh, and we will go and do them and talk to you about them. If you send me recommendations, you can do that by emailing me at joel at fortressk9.com. You can send me a text message. I get texts from you guys sometimes and I almost always try to incorporate that. Even if I think it's kind of a eh, topic, I go, hey, but other people want to know about it. So I'm going to spend the time. Uh, I'm going to do a little research if I need to. I'm going to go out and try some things if I need to. And then I'm going to try and share that information with you guys as best I can. You can text me. 813-836-9244. Also, please check out our websites, FortressK9.com and K9AcademyOnline.com. And you can also find out about our puppies uh, by going over to FortressK9.com slash puppies. Please also follow us and subscribe, depending on which platform you're on, on Fortress, or I'm sorry, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for Fortress K9, Fortress K9 Puppies, now Fortress Survival, and Canine Academy Online. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. Please remember to go over if you're interested in uh, the topic and follow Fortress Survival uh, on Instagram and or Facebook. And then I'm backing in, so that's the tree touching my roof. And also uh, you can subscribe uh, to the, uh, losing my, my thought process here. You can subscribe to the podcast, uh, Fortress Survival. And uh, hopefully this has been helpful for you. Look forward to your thoughts and feedback. Remember, train hard and stay safe. Fortress Canine Podcast.